What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Undress the Jersey. Today we sit down with Hugh Smith, who's a Cirque du Soleil coach. I had a pleasure uh, talking to Hugh as a native Nova Scotian uh, to find out that Hugh moved to Lower Sackville uh, as a young kid, was was as a former Canadian national team gymnast. I really hope you enjoy and talk. See you in the next one. But my mom um, wanted to put me in because I would just be like jumping on her bed, doing flips. Like I have videos of me, like when I'm literally like three and a half years old, doing full flips oh on her bed, you know, like all day long, climbing stuff, you know, climbing on top of the fridge, sure. jumping down the stairs, just you know, just being nuts all around the house. And she's like, okay, this kid's going into massive because I don't want to buy like, you know, a new mattress every, every three months from it. Hello everyone. My name is Hugh Smith, former Canadian national team gymnast and former Canadian champion. And you are watching Undress the Jersey. Beautiful. All right, Hugh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're, we're officially live here. Um, and All right. the, the kind, the kind, the kind of the way that I like to start off these episodes is just kind of give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, give us a quick background, where you're from, where you grew up, what you do, da, 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 da. just let's, let's get into it. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I'm Hugh Smith, um, a long time, long time Canadian, uh, member of the Canadian national gymnastics team. Um, and uh, and now I currently am coaching. Um, I, I you know I got into coaching. I'm currently I was currently coaching with Cirque du Soleil, with their newest show that we were creating. Um, unfortunately, that uh, came to a pause uh, with COVID. Um, but um, yeah, I'm a former Canadian uh, champion, and I am. Uh, currently living here in Nova Scotia um, after being away, uh, you know, for, for several years. And um, yeah, anything. Uh, where, 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 um, whereabouts just, in Nova Scotia? Whereabouts in yeah, Nova Scotia I'm a, are you from? I'm in, I, I'm from Lower Sackville, Tristan, and that's where yeah, I yeah. started uh, competing uh, when I was young. But um, then I moved to Dartmouth and have lived uh, over in Dartmouth. Um, until a few years ago and then I moved to the States um, and I was mm. coaching there. Um, I was coaching gymnastics there and then I recently just uh, accepted a job with Cirque the last year and so I was in Montreal um, mm. coaching, um, that's, yeah, coaching there. That, that's funny because what, like just having our interaction yesterday uh, talking about setting this up when, when, I'm, when I'm reaching out to these athletes I have absolutely no idea like to a certain extent, like from what I can draw from your Instagram and that kind of stuff. But like, right. just, just to find out that you're from lower Sackville, I'm, I'm a churl boy myself, born and raised. Okay. And, right uh, and have been living in Halifax for probably the good part of eight or nine years now. Um, okay. but just recently at the end of August, I moved to Toronto where I currently am. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I, so, so my, my, my brother's been living here for probably four or five years, um, recently just bought a house and he gives me a call one day and he said, Hey, like, would, how, would you be interested in renting the apartment from me? Cause there's an extra apartment in the house. Right. And me, like at that time I was just in health. I was in Bedford actually, uh, because of the coronavirus, just quarantining. I had just returned from London, England. Where okay. I was living, bartending. Uh, oh, just really? Kind of, kind of after that, that, that stage after you graduate. And I said, I need to get the yeah. hell out of here. Yeah, Booked yeah. One way okay. ticket. Good Booked a one way okay. ticket, and that was that was a great experience. But I had to come home because of the the virus. Yeah, yeah. For anyway, sure. well, so that's good so that you did that. That's cool. It, it it was incredible. I'm I'm someone who, um, to, I guess to give you a little bit of backstory on me. Uh, growing up in Churro, I played basketball my entire life. Uh, at 13 years old, unfortunately, I, my, my mother passed away. But right. a few months after that, I found myself 
at boarding school down in Vermont. Oh, okay. Boarding school, prep school. I was playing basketball. Yeah, there. yeah. So, okay. Um, that was great. Ended up coming back home for university. Went to St. Saint, Saint X in Anaganish. And okay. there was just something that I felt that was missing from my experience at St. X because that was home for me. Like, I, my, my, my right. dad played basketball for St. X. I okay, grew up right there on. every summer I was in that gym. So, so as a student athlete there, I felt kind of way too familiar with my surroundings. Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as I graduated, I was like, I need to get uncomfortable like I was when I was 13. Yeah. Book that one-way ticket. Um, but, but I'm sure, as you know, not, not thing, things don't always go as, as, as planned. And if you <laughs> asked me four months ago if I'd ever moved to Toronto, I would, I would look at you and say, are you crazy? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, where, whereabouts in the States were you coaching uh, gymnastics? So I, um, I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and that's where uh, all my family um, live, um, with the exception of my dad, who's in Glace Bay and, and his family. But all my siblings and my mom and everyone, they, they live there. And um, I, I was like you. I was like, I am never moving to the States, you know? Like, I love Nova Scotia. I grew up here. Like, you know, I loved it here. And I, and I would go there and visit. And they'd be like, you know, when are you, you going to move here? And, you know, and I just never thought I would live in the States or even like it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after, after living there a few years and just being with family and stuff, I, I actually really started to really, really love it there. And I mean, Utah is just, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing place. You know, anyone who likes anything outdoors, it's mm. like an outdoor paradise. You know, you can do it. There's just endless things to do there. So mm -hmm. yeah, we re we really enjoyed it. Um, uh, and then um, just some circumstances changed a little bit with my family. And so it, it, uh, it kind of forced me to come back to Canada. And that's mm -hmm. when I took a job with, with Cirque du Soleil, which was a, a f definitely a fun uh, new kind of challenge, you know, because I had been coaching gymnastics for so long. And in the gymnastics world, it's just like, you know, every, you know, everyone in the gymnastics coaching, like everyone is just a gymnastics coach, you know, but in, in right. the Cirque world, there's so many people from different backgrounds, you know, from all around the world. And so everyone coming mm. together, it really is a special, a special thing to be a part of. Yeah, let's, let, let's dive into that. Because I think like, as as the average joe when it comes to like knowing about gymnastics i think my knowledge stops at the olympics and but yes. with that being said when i hear cirque du soleil i think everyone would agree or recognize that name whether whether we see like clips of it online or if you've ever actually been to a show you know that cirque du soleil is this world renowned entertainment yeah. Um, I, I actually, probably two years ago now, my brother and I were in Las Vegas and we had the opportunity to go to a okay. search show. I've yeah. never been Which so, it, I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of it. Oh, it, it was something to do with uh, love or like, okay. like a dream. It was, it was a water-based uh, show. Oh, okay. Was it, uh, was it, um, I mean, love is a show. It, it might've been that's, that's a, a more. It's a Beatles show, love. Um, uh, there's also, there's also La Rev. I don't know if it was. Yes, that. yes, that's yes. A, a dream. Dream. Yes. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was La Rev and I've, I've never been so blown away and just mystified, like just to see like what some of these people can do while yeah. telling a story. Like for you, for, for someone who's inside that world on, on a direct level, tell, tell us about the experience or the things that go on, like pre preparing for these shows or training athletes. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. The, it's the circus, right? It, it's crazy. It's a, you know, it's a circus world. It's, it's really, it's amazing. You know, every, every day at work, it was funny because every day at work, I just look over and just see someone doing something mind-blowing, incredible. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's not normal to be doing right. something like that. And it's just like, that's a daily thing, you know? Mm. And it was, it was interesting to me because like as a gymnast, I grew up thinking, you know, gymnasts are good at handstands, you know? Like, yeah, you know, I'm a gymnast. I can do handstands everywhere, you know? 
But it was when I got into the circus world, I realized that like gymnasts are not good at handstands really compared to, mm. you know, these circus artists. And, um, you know, there's people that um, they, they grow up going to circus uh, art schools, like since an since a early age. And they, they, they learn all these circus disciplines and, you know, their families have previous generations in circus and they just kind of grow up in the circus world. And, and then there's, and there's, so there's that side and then there's, um, you know, uh, retired athletes, acrobat athletes, like trampolinists or, um, you know, depending on what uh, the show is, there's all these high level retired athletes that you Cirque as sort of like a good transition from competition to performing, right? Mm. Um, it's a good way that they can still keep their skills and also, you know, continue to work and, and do something that they sure. love. But it, it's also, um, it's very different as well, you know? The preparation is very different. When you're competing in sport, you know, you're training and you're trying to, com you're trying to peak at a certain level, you know? You're, tr you're right. training to for a competition or for a game or, or, you know, you know what I mean? So, but when you're an artist in Cirque, you know, your shows or your competition is every night, you know, sometimes mm. two shows a, a night, you know? So the training is very different. Um, myself as a coach, um, one of the things that uh, was kind of my role and responsibility was to kind of create these training plans for the artists that will help them sustain kind of like a workload so that they're not getting overworked so that they're making sure that they're getting the proper recovery mm -hmm. so that they are just basically um, being able to sustain the work, but also continually to raise the level as well. Cause it's not sure. just, Oh, we're here. We made it. Um, let's just keep it like how it is. You know, we're, we're constantly trying to mm -hmm. push, push the limits as well. Right. Now, now, obviously, a lot of the entertainment comes from these incredible feats that are just not not every uh, individual or person like can even picture themselves doing some of this stuff. Like, how common are are injuries and and that kind of stuff, especially like during training? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's a good question. A lot of these artists are. Uh, you know, they call them artists, but a lot of them are former athletes. You know, they, a lot of them have gone through years and years of mm. competing in sport. And so for the majority, a lot of them really have learned um, in that case, like in this situation, have learned to take care of their body, listen to their body, you know, how to deal with injuries. So I would say that, um, I mean, there aren't typically like a lot of injuries due to the fact that like a lot of the artists like really understand, mm -hmm. you know, their body. And, and also we have to think like they're doing this now for a job. So sure. if they can't perform, they can't get paid. You know, it's not like, right. you know, so it's like they have to be very careful about, you know, what they do. So they're very cautious. And, um, and in Cirque, we have, you know, the best of the best of everyone trying to help these artists, you know, whether it's, in nutrition or or, or at, right. at any level you know there are professionals that are there to kind of mm -hmm. assist these artists and so you know there's there's injuries um of course like anything but i wouldn't i wouldn't really say that i noticed that it's like high level super common you know yeah well i i love the fact that you bring up you know especially at this level as a professional athlete or artist or gymnast like even just personally, like I know how my body is supposed to feel, whether I, I feed it with this certain food or if, if I know I have a certain window before, before a performance or a game that I need to eat for four hours before to, to feel like, like I'm not going to throw up or especially now that I'm, I, I'm, I'm a finished, like I'm a, I'm a college graduate. I spend a lot of time in the weight room. And, you know, over time, as you get more experience, you kind of know what works for you. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to, you know, raise that question to you. And, you know, as a, as a former athlete or gymnast at obviously one of the highest levels in the world, how important is it when it, like, you know, when it comes to nutrition and training for, for a gymnast? Like, what are some personal 
things that you can share that you've learned over your years? So, um, again, uh, um, it's, it is, it is vital in the success of a, of an athlete to, to understand all of that, everything that you described, understand their own, um, their own system, their own body, how everything works, because, um, there's going to be many times when, you know, there's pressure, there's, there's, um, you know, t there's times where artists sometimes are in, you know, a state where they, they feel like they have to overtrain sometimes be to get mm -hmm. to a certain level or whatever. So it's, 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 it's crucial that our, uh, you know, the athletes understand all of this because, you know, I, I always, there's one thing that I heard one time, which is like, there's no such thing as overtraining. There's only such thing as under recovering you know mm. so it's like as you know it has to be it has to match up right so with myself um tristan i kind of have a kind of a little bit of a, a remarkable unrealistic um history where i had zero injuries in my sport myself mm. um and that's unheard of for someone who did gymnastics at that high level for so many years, I didn't have any serious injuries. You know, all my teammates, you know, they have the shoulders, the knee, you know, the ACL tears, the Achilles tears, the shoulder uh, surgeries and everything, you know. And for some reason or whatever, I didn't have any injuries. And it's absolutely, um, it's not comprehensible for anyone who knows the sport of gymnastics and knows, sure. you know, the level that it takes. It's just like, you know, that's, that's really unheard of. And so, but it, so I just want to, I just want to add on that. Like, is that like, do you owe that to your recovery and your, you, the, the way you prepare and, and, in that, or is that just a flip of the coin and I'm just, I'm blessed. So, I mean, yes, I feel very blessed for sure. 100%. But I always, I, I did feel Tristan that I was, I was always very cautious. Um, hmm. I mean, when I was younger, I was, you know, flipping and throwing right. things you know just not caring in the world but as i got older i realized that what i was doing was you know very dangerous you know like mm. like i'm on handstand on the rings about to swing down do two flips in the air with two twists you know and then land on my feet so like i'm just like that's pretty crazy stuff like i could i could really hurt myself so as i got older i started to really kind of think about what i was doing actually mm. and kind of that led me to be, you know, very uh, careful and cautious about what I was doing. Um, but also, um, yeah, like, and smart too, you know, and I was, I was very uh, blessed also and, and lucky to have really great coaches. Um, you know, David Kikuchi, who is a two-time former Olympian and a Nova Scotia uh, Sport Hall of Famer and his father, Tak Kikuchi, who's like a legend in the, in the sport of gymnastics here in Canada and is also an Olympic coach. And so I was, I was, I was really blessed to have really good coaches that kind of really guided me, but um, I definitely was very self uh, mm. kind of cautious and um, you know, recovery was huge for me because I was an older, I, I did gymnastics competitively at that high level until I was 32 years old. And so that's, that's also something that, you know, not very common to have gymnasts sure. that old. Um, so yeah, recovery, you know, things like when, when I was done training, just like a simple rollout, you know, of, of like the tight spots, um, icing after training, like getting good, good mm -hmm. nutrition, you know, like filling your body up. So like it comes, it came down to really like everything, you know, in its individual piece coming together to help me. And then Another thing that was extremely helpful for me, I mean, that this is just my story, but I started doing hot yoga um, and, uh, in, 2000 and, in 2012, I believe, or 13, I started doing hot yoga uh, at Shanti Hot Yoga here in Dartmouth. And, yep. uh, and honestly, for the last few years of my career, I believe that, uh, that doing hot yoga um, kind of preserved uh my body and it allowed oh, yeah. me to continue training at that high level with without the serious injuries because it prevented i feel like it prevented injuries it made my my body like 
just that much mm-hmm. more um, prepared, you know, it was, it was great. And it also helped I, my yeah. mind too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been to ha- uh, hot yoga a handful of times. And for one, if anyone hasn't done yoga before, like you you picture this mindful and peaceful activity and you know you're doing all these stretches but yoga is incredibly difficult like 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 i would look at myself and see say oh i'm an in shape you know strong collegiate athlete and then you go ahead and do yoga and you're here i am shaking for 40 40 minutes it's it's incredible i uh but but just on on the on the you know, the note of stretching. I don't know if you know D- David Goggins, who is a former Navy SEAL. He's a huge, uh, his story is incredible. He he wrote a book about his, he's just a madman when it comes to fitness and, you know, okay. working hard and running hundred mile races all the time. But one of the um, things that, that he says is that stretching changed his life. Um, okay. Now he he takes everything to the extreme, but he says that he stretches for a minimum of two hours every night, which is wow, which is outrageous. But one of the biggest benefits that he says is that not only does do do you feel looser and more recovered, but the blood flow actually improves in your body, and it helps with injuries and, and healing and nutrients and oxygen and and just overall performance. Unfortunately, I would like you know I would love to sit here and say I'm I'm an avid stretcher. It's one of my weak spots in my my day to day routine. But uh, yeah, like as as a gymnast, how often would you stretch uh, during your time or pre or post or even currently today? Oh, stretching is stretching is is I mean constantly. Like I'm training. Like say I have a five hour training period. Okay. During that five hours, um, I'm constantly stretching. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll start off with a kind of um, a stretch at the beginning just to make sure, you know, everything's good. But as I'm training and as the, the training goes on, like, I, can, I will continue to, to, to stretch, you know? It, 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 stretching and flexibility for gymnastics is, is completely essential. Like, you, you're putting your body on such stress you know in different positions different movements that the more flexible you are you know the less stress that actually is going on in you know your body obviously so it's like you know you land short uh, on a landing you know you do a a double flip in the air you land on the floor you know if you're landing um, a little bit short you know and your your ankle if it's not flexible you know that's where you have ankle sure you, you break your ankle or something but if you have a flexible ankle boom you're you're going to take that impact and you know and completely avoid injury so um it's it's huge in gymnastics and i wish it was kind of more um you know widely used in in more sports because i think mm-hmm. we could definitely um uh, prevent way more injuries. Um, I agree. You know? And and I think stretching is one of those things that people just like, you literally have to make the time for it because if it's, 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 it's very easy to finish your workout or finish practice. And, you know, I just worked out for two hours and I'm tired. Like I don't want to spend an extra 20 to 30 minutes stretching, but the upside of doing that is, is incredible. Hugh, I, I, I want to I want to kind of rewind and and dive into your whole origin story. Let's call it. Yeah, sure. How, how did you how did you get involved with gymnastics? How did you decide it was something you wanted to do? Like like tell us tell us your background. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun story. I mean, I grew up in Lower Sackville. There, um, I was. Uh, we had just moved from we had just moved from Ontario. Uh, so I was, I was about three and a half, four years old and, um, and close to where we lived there was the Sackville, uh, there was like the Sackville mall there. Um, and there was a gymnastics club there. It was called Tyso, Tyso Gymnastics. And it was still in the mall. It was still like, you know, had, it just kind of had, uh, was starting out, you know, but my mom, um, wanted 
to put me in because I would just be like jumping on her bed, doing flips. Like I have videos of me, like when I'm literally like three and a half years old, doing full flips oh on her bed, you know, like all day long, climbing stuff, you know, climbing on top of the fridge, sure. jumping down the stairs, just, you know, just being nuts all around the house. And she's like, okay, this kid's going into gymnastics because I don't want right. to buy like, you know, a new mattress every, every three months or something. <laughs> but my dad is from Glace Bay. Yeah. So he grew up, you know, you go to school, you come home, you go, you put the hockey gear on and you, you, you spend, right. you know, 10 o'clock at night playing hockey on the pond or whatever, right? Yeah. So he's like, my son's not doing gymnastics. Like he's going to do hockey. Like gymnastics is for girls, right? Back in the 80s, right? Like, right. you know, you, gymnastics, you know, wasn't really. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Right. So he's like, he's doing hockey. So I did hockey and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm smaller, right? So like all the equipment look, you know, super big on me and stuff. And I, I played hockey for a few seasons um, there in Sackville. And I mean, it was fine. It, I didn't say I didn't like hockey. It just wasn't really for me, you know, it wasn't my right. thing, right? Um, I, did, I didn't like the cold and like the tight for sure. skates and stuff, right? Um, but, uh, but it was good to try it, you know? And, and uh, but then eventually, um, the gymnastics, I really started to, to enjoy it. And I was like, geez, I'm actually kind of learning cool things here. Like, you know, flips and walking on my hands and, you know, stuff that none of my friends at school could do. This is kind of cool, you know? So at first I was kind of liking that, you know, just being able, being able to do stuff that was cool and stuff. And then, um, and then I got a call from one of the coaches there and he said that he's starting like a little, uh, little boys group, you know, that mm -hmm. would, that would go to compete. Mm -hmm. um, so then I got onto that group and then one day a week turned into like two days a week, three days a week. And then before you knew it, I, uh, before you know it, I was like 12 years old and, um, and going and practicing like four or five days a week, you know, and it had become just a big part of, uh, of, I guess my life, you know, at a young age. And then, so at that time I uh, had moved clubs and I started training at the Alta Gymnastics Club. Um, uh, then, and I kind of switched coaches and that's when I, um, yeah. And so, so I've been at that club, the Alta Gymnastics Club, which is, it, which is known now as one of the best clubs uh, in, in the country for, mm -hmm. for gymnastics. Um, and we've had a lot of success come out of that club. Um, Ellie Black, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you know the name Ellie Black. She trains. She trains at uh, at Alta Gymnastics Club. She, you know, she's two two time uh, Olympian. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so I started there, and then you know, uh, I I had my I, I got I made my first national championships. Um, you know, when I was like 12 years old. And, you know, competing, you know, at the nationals at, as a 12 year old and just right. kind of seeing, you know, seeing how, how cool it all was and the traveling and, you know, all this stuff. I was just like, okay, I, I like this. I want to continue this. I want to mm -hmm. make some serious mm -hmm. goals. And I, one day I want to be like on the Canadian national team and just take this. I did like training and then uh, when I was like 15, I made it onto like the 14 or 15, I made it onto like the Canadian national team, like the age group kind of division, you know, mm -hmm. um, for the first uh, time and started to travel Hugh, like around sorry, the world, you know. Hugh, sorry, sorry to interrupt here. I think uh, your screen's kind of gone frozen on me. You're back now. I think, yeah, I think we just went through a little bug. Oh. Um, but no, we, yeah, you're just, you're, you're chopping up a little bit. I think I can still hear you. You good? Slow. Yeah, no, there's no picture. Oh, shoot. Just stuck here. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, we were, we were, we were rolling there for a second. Shoot. Let's see here. Um, there, you got it or no? Not yet. It's it says it's just it's just showing your name. Um, maybe maybe if you close the app or maybe take, turned off your your Wi-Fi and turned it back on. Yeah, let me try something.
we'll get him back here. Good girl. Slowly, yeah, you're back. I think I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we'll we'll go with this for a little while. Okay. Now I can't see you, but oh no. <laughs> as long as you can. Yeah, are you there? Let's see. Yeah, here. I'm here. Maybe, maybe I'll throw my uh, my Wi-Fi off and turn it back on. Your mic is unmuted. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you're back. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about all of this because uh, I know that the, the the magic of editing will be on our side. But uh, yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. You, I want. I wanted to. You know, you started out in hockey, and then you boom, you switch and switch over to gymnastics. Like, did you ever experience any? Like, not backlash. I guess is the wrong word, but. Did any of your hockey friends or teammates look at you differently or kids at school? Like, do you have any experience with, with that transition? Um, well, so I, I did gymnastics. I started gymnastics, like, when I was, like, four. And then right. shortly, after, like, and shortly after that, I, I, did, I did some hockey. But while I was doing hockey, um, I still – Shoot. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Hugh. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know what's uh, what's going on here. But can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can hear you. Your, okay. your your picture your picture's not all there, but but that's as long as we can hear you, we can we can hear the the, the good old stories. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I yeah. We'll we'll slowly get there. We'll yeah. we'll run with this. Okay. Sorry about that. I don't know what what it is. No. Hey. But, no um, problem. But there was one season uh, where I actually took off of gymnastics and I, I didn't do gymnastics because I was doing hockey. And, um, and yeah, I remember um, I, so I wasn't going and I mean, nothing really serious, but like, um, yeah, I was just out of the gym for that whole, that mm -hmm. whole, that whole season. Um, and, uh, but I mean, Probably the biggest was just like, I mean, I, I felt a little bit when I went back to gym, I, I was a little bit, you know, out of gymnastic shape, you know, just because it's, sure. it's totally different. But no, like not, not really. It's just back then. Yeah. Gymnastics wasn't really like, uh, you know, what, there wasn't a lot of boys doing gymnastics, you That's know. Right. That's and, right. And um, so, yeah, a lot of people didn't really like understand like what type of training I did, like that I act that I actually competed and you know like how hard it was you know and mm -hmm. i think nowadays people can kind of look at a sport like gymnastics lost you again Hello? hey 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 you know what i think i know what the problem is just give me okay. one second here yeah please please yeah. yeah i think i know what the problem is just give me one sec All right, hello. Hey, I can hear you. Hey. Yeah, I think, can you see me or no? Oh yeah, 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 you're back. Still yeah, a little right. choppy, but, but oh, yeah. Is it? Okay. But maybe we'll give it a second to see if whatever you did there fixed. Yeah, it's actually a lot better. Okay, perfect. Yeah, awesome. All right, sorry about that. Sorry. No problem, Jay. So, yeah, Hugh. Um, I, I guess I I didn't even ask you what kind of events you did as a gymnast. Yeah. So I mean, um, I like I started off there, um, and then so when I was uh, fifteen, I kind of made like the national team for that level, you know. Right. Um, and started started to travel around the world i remember like we went to germany one year um you know to train with the german team and different teams from different countries you know and for a 15 year old 
to like go, you know, uh, to Europe, you know, and, uh, and train with, you know, train with some of the best younger athletes, younger gymnasts. Um, my coach is from Japan. So we started going to uh. Japan every year. Like, you know, it was, it was super, super cool. And I was just like, this is awesome, you know? And so those kind of things motivated me, right. To keep right. going, to keep working. And cause I'm just like, okay, I want to take this to the next level, next level. Exactly. But, um, and then, and then that's what I did. And, and, um, until I was about 19 and, um, that's when I, I kind of decided to, there was, I kind of decided to take a break from the sport at age 19 and I wanted to pursue uh, something else that I, that I had wanting to do. Um, and that was, so I took a two year break from the sport and I did like a volunteer mission trip for my church. Nice. Um, and that was in Mexico. So mm. I, uh, and, but the thing was, everyone told me like my coaches and everyone's like, listen, if you, if you do this, if you go away for two years and you know, you don't have a chance to, to come back and, and, That's right. and to be on the national team and to go to the Olympics or to do the, any, like there's no chance. Like this sport is too tough. It's too hard. You can't take two years off and, and still maintain. Yeah. Back, you know? That's right. But I, I thought differently, you know, I always, I always felt like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no limitations. There's only what you, there's the only um, limitations that there are, are the ones that you put on yourself, you know? And so I didn't believe that at all. And I'm like, well, you know, all right, we'll see. So I, I did my two year, I lived in Mexico. It was the best time of my life, you know, such a rewarding thing to do, you know, giving like helping and so many That's people. Right. But I came back and I was about 200 pounds, Tristan. And I'm a short guy. And uh, so 200 pounds at my heaviest almost, you know, I came back and Mike, I went right to my coach, right to my gym there at Alpha Gymnastics. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back on this. Like, you know, like I'm ready to get back on the national team. Like, let's do this. And my coach is just like, uh, uh like if you want to come back and just have some fun in the gym, you know, that's fine. But like, as far as getting on the national team, like, you know, you're dreaming sort of thing. I'm like, okay, right. thank you for telling me that. That's all the motivation that I needed, you know? Sure. And in a way, in a way, like my coach did know me and knew what kind of drive me and what pushed mm -hmm. me. So mm -hmm. in a way, I feel like even though he said that, it was kind of his way of motivating me, you know? That's right. Because he knew me since, you know, since I was 12 years old and stuff, right? So he had been my coach. So I started running to gym every single day and i was living by lake banook at the time just up okay. on Selfridge drive yeah and i started running to the gym which was in halifax um by bears uh by halifax shawmington yeah so yeah, yeah. I, it was about 12 kilometers or something so i would run the 12 kilometers the first time it took me like almost two hours right? oh yeah oh yeah and then train for four or five hours and then I made sure to tell like all the parents and I told everybody like, listen, like, don't give me a ride. Don't even offer it to me. Like I'm running home. Oh my you know? God. And so for 10 months, 10 months in the winter as well, I ran to gym, trained for about four hours and ran home. And that's, that was my, you know, that was what I did. And, and I, um, I remember some days running back home on the McDonald bridge there. Mm -hmm. And like the wind was just blowing, it was raining. Like I was freezing cold, but I couldn't stop because if I stopped, I'd get even more cold, Sure, you know? But just like the 10 months passed, I went, I made it to the nationals and I made it back onto the national team after, after all that work. And everybody was just like blown away. Like, wow, like this, like nobody thought this was gonna happen at all, you know? Well, for and, sure. But do you, do you think that's a, a testament to your character? Because that clearly takes a ton of dedication and drive to run a half marathon every day and then, and then train, like on top of that, train for four to five hours. Like, like you have to be so invested in reaching this goal because a lot of, a lot of people would just say, oh, darn, like, I'm, I'm, especially after being two two years out of out of the sport, you put on all this weight, you come back, and you just like, okay, my time has passed. I'm gonna move on. But you said no. I'm I'm gonna go for this. Is that is that something that's always been ingrained in you? 
Um, you know, I, um, I, I wouldn't say that it has always been um, ingrained in me. I would say that at that moment in my life, I knew without a doubt that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted mm -hmm. to get back onto the national team. I wanted to accomplish these goals, you know, and so I wanted to make, you know, the world championship team that was coming up and, 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 and continue and try to help Canada qualify for the Olympics. And so at that moment in my life, like I knew exactly what I wanted. I didn't mm -hmm. care about anything else. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't even have, you know, want to buy a car or anything. I just, you know, I was just boom focused and that was my plan. That was my goal and I was going to do it, you know? And so, um, I always, my, co my coach always refers back to that time. Anytime mm -hmm. that he felt like I wasn't working hard enough or pushing myself, he would always say like, he's like, I remember like when you, when you really, really wanted it, you know what I mean? And, and, and he's right, you know, that was a time in my life where I was clear on exactly what I, what I sure. wanted and, and, and nothing was going to get into the way. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, I was really, really grateful. And not only that, but I felt like those two years, it kind of um, preserved my body in a way, you know, where right. a lot of athletes, you know, 19, 20, 21, like at that time, like they're mm -hmm. pushing themselves super mm -hmm. hard, which could lead to injuries. And mm -hmm. I was just taking a break, you know, I was giving my body a rest, which I feel allowed me to continue on 10 years after that with a successful, successful right. career, you know. And, and obviously gymnastics has played like for you to even reach the level that you did, you obviously have to be so invested and clearly it's something that was within you when you were three years old that knew that you wanted to do something involving your body. Um, it, it always fascinates me because even now like you're still involved with the sport now that you're a coach and, and you're working with, you know, even though the Cirque du Soleil isn't the same as gymnastics, you know, there's obviously similarities there, but how, how was that transition from going from an athlete to being like you pushing and competing yourself on a day to day and literally competing versus now, like, like, it's funny. I, I had a, an episode with um, one of the coaches for St. of X, a basketball coach. Okay. And, yeah. and he, he, he brought up the fact that, you know, when he first started coaching, he, you know, he played pro basketball and then he started coaching and there would be times when he would want to jump in to show the players himself what they should be doing and, and how they should be doing the moves. And he literally yes. wanted to participate in the practice, yeah. you know, but, but now that he's gaining more experience as a coach, he says, you know, like, I don't need that. I watch some yeah. of my friends who still continue to play professional basketball. And I just don't feel that need to participate in the sport as a player anymore. I want to teach and I want to help learn and I want to help grow. Um, what's your experience been like that from going from an athlete to now a coach? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people think like, Oh yeah. Like you can, you, you coach cause you can just show, show everyone, you know mm -hmm. how to do it or something right i'm like no no like i i'm done you know like my my body my mind is not there right now i'm you know i'm a coaching zone you know mode right it's not like you can just get up and start showing all this stuff you know <laughs> especially a sport like gymnastics where you're you know it's it's very demanding so yeah i the transition was very tough it's it's tough to go from an athlete to the outside world it really is when you when your whole focus every single day is is you know your sport how you're going to train how you're going to recover like everything involved in your sport which at that level it is like everything you do mm -hmm. is for your performance you know and so to go from that to basically have nothing like no goals no competition no right. nothing to train for it's a tough transition and it was it was easy for me i went through a time where I contemplated many different things of what I wanted to do. Like, okay, um, you know, do, do I want to coach? Do I want to own, own mm -hmm. my own gymnastics club, which I own, which I did um, for a couple of years uh, in Windsor, Nova Scotia, actually. Nice. Um, do I want to take a job coaching overseas? And so it was a tough transition and, and it wasn't easy for sure. And I know a lot of athletes 
um, struggle as well. You know, your whole life is, is, it goes from having like, you know, daily goals and and big goals to like all of a sudden, like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, now what? Right. But you do take something with you and that's just your nature as an athlete. And so I eventually found that like, you know, that competitiveness in me, that nature, that those lessons that I learned kind of um, rolled over into everything else that I was doing, you know, into coaching, into my own personal fitness. You know, if I wanted to start running again, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, get faster and faster and faster, Mm -hmm. you know? And so those things kind of rolled over um, and in my daily life, but, but, uh, but yeah, I I don't really, really kind of go and show, show too much. You know, I remember there was one time at Cirque. So we're creating this new show. um, And there's um, a there's like a, there's a, an act in the show using kind of like some gymnastics type equipment. Right. And so, you know, it was fun to watch the guys, you know, training and it kind of motivated me a little bit to get up on the equipment and, and do a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so one day I, uh, I, I'm like, guys, guys like this, this is what I want you to try. Like, this is what I want somebody to try. Right. I was trying to get them to try something. Yeah. And I get up there and I completely like, my brain was knowing what to do, but my body was just sure, sure, sure. So you know unfamiliar. I mean? There was like yeah. a disconnect, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I wiped out and like came up and landed on my neck and just like rolled over. And I was just like, heard all these cracks. And I was just like, okay, that was not good, you know. And all the artists just laughing, like, all right, coach, good. Yeah, that's, that's it. right. That's what you that's want right. us to do, you know? And I was just like, that's why I'm coaching now. I am like not, a, a humbling you know? experience, a humbling experience. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you don't need to, you don't need to show people, you know, how to do, you know, coaching, you know, is all about motiv- motivating people to do stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so that's kind of um, why I love coaching is because I feel like um, I'm passionate about helping people, about motivating people to bring out their best, you know? And so, whatever it is, um, you know, because I went from gymnastics to circus, um, or anything, I feel like, I feel like I could coach really anything because even without knowing about it, you know what I mean? Cause coaching is not all like knowing the sport. It's knowing how to motivate people. It's knowing what drives people, um, what push, you know what I mean? It, knowing how to get the best from that individual. So it's, it's a lot more, psychological than 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 people think it's not just knowing the sport you know what I mean no no question my you know I, I think back to my favorite coaches and in the, in the ones that I felt helped me progress the most as a player were yeah. not not only the ones that could motivate me but I think the ones that you know really took the time to establish a personal connection with me um, mm-hmm. and my teammates I mean the ones that would take us out for dinner or have us over to their house for, you know, to watch a basketball game or do team activities and, and talk about things that are outside of the sport. I, you know, I think it's important to have that bond uh, with your coach because you're literally like, like you said, you're the, the, as an athlete, you're playing for the coach and, and you want to help them succeed. Just like it, it's a reciprocal relationship. Uh, yeah. No question. Hugh, Hugh yeah. just kind of wrapping up here, I, I wanted to touch on um, you know, the fact that you mentioned that you're now a father. How, how has, has that influenced your life from being uh, a gymnastic and uh, a gymnast? And specifically, you know, I know a lot of athletes that have kids or think about the future of having kids. I know basketball players specifically, they're like, oh, my my son or my daughter, oh, they're going to play basketball no matter what. Like even your experience with yeah. your dad, he said, oh no, my son's playing hockey. Is, is that something that you want for, for your kids to get into gym, gymnastics? Are they involved? Um, yeah, it's a good, great question. So um, my, my son, I have a son, uh, Wilder Legend, and uh, he's, he's almost four and he's been doing gymnastics uh, since he was, about a, uh, you know, since he was under a year old, really. Wow. Um, where I was coaching 
coaching in in Salt Lake. He 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 had his classes, you know, like uh, and um, he I was he was just always in the gym, you know. He was just like a, like a little gym mm -hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know. I've always people always ask me that question, you know, and. As much as I would love my kids to do gymnastics um, competitively, um, I do believe that gymnastics is something that all kids, if possible, should start out doing like at early ages, like, you know, like two, three, four, five, six, mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a developmental sport, you know, gymnastics, you, you develop so many um, important skills that can carry over to other sports, you know, we have, you know, so I do think that I want my kids to at least do gymnastics up until, you know, up until ho however long they want, you know, and if they come and after they're like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to do gymnastics or I want to try this or whatever. I'm, I'm definitely, I want my kids to just mm -hmm. have something. Sports is, you know, regardless of what it is, it can teach you so much. And there are so many lessons to be learned with sport. And so I'll be happy just, having them in something that they love to do but i will definitely um make sure that they are involved with you know with some with something just because of course you know yeah the lessons are just you know going from 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 competing in sport you know working with teammates working with a coach learning how to to fail learning how to to succeed setting goals the lessons are just so valuable that, you know, I've learned and my kids, I definitely would love them to learn that too. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're in, they're, they're in gymnastics and, uh, and we'll see if they, if they like it That's or right. not, you know, um, if, if, if they can compete with uh, their, their father one day, that would you know, <laughs> get, get onto his level. I, yeah. I, I think it's, it's amazing just hearing you, you know, uh, talk about the things that people learn from sports you're you're the first gymnast I've talked to but okay. in about eight or nine of these like face-to-face -face, uh interviews that I've done it's amazing it, it you know it, it it's con like I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now because it yeah. it doesn't it honestly doesn't matter about the sport that you play mm -hmm. it, it, it it's amazing to hear that you know all of the lessons and the values that we learn as athletes regardless of the sport we play there's a common bond and 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 you know like everything you just said it, it doesn't matter who i talk to what what kind of sport they play people always refer back to how sport has helped their development and and continues to lead them in whatever they do today whether it's being a father or you know as a student or it's in your career or relationships it's just it's it's amazing it's amazing to hear that you know you yeah you share it's that character story. building you know it, it builds your character it builds it builds you know part, a big part of who you are you know mm -hmm. no no doubt uh hugh i, I don't want to take up any of your time i i'll leave the floor open to you if you have anything you wanted to share with the people listening or watching um but other than that that this has been incredible to get to know you a little bit better well thanks tristan i mean um i'm i'm a talker i can definitely talk and talk and talk and go on you know um i'm always uh, happy to to share my my experiences and my 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 story i'm actually currently with the COVID thing i actually started writing a little book um okay. which is this kind of you know it's just that it's just experiences you know things that i you know that i that i went through that i learned and you know one thing it's just like honestly um you know i learned that one thing that one of the main things that i learned is just like whatever you want to do you know you put the work in and, and you consistent work over time and you will accomplish what you want you know and so i feel like so many youth and so many young people these days like it's just it's hard to see them not have you know not have something or not have goals or not not be mm -hmm. working or first towards something you know and I, I i really take any opportunity i can to to get involved with programs like right now i'm involved with uh like box canada it's like it's a program through reebok Okay. Um, where they do stuff in the schools they, they they bring in athletes and they and they get kids active in the schools you know 
Um, I've been involved with uh, the, the Nova Scotia Sport Hall of Fame, going to schools, doing different things. RB, I was the RBC Olympian. Um, and, you know, we, you know, so I, I'm always trying to um, encourage youth, especially to find something that they like, you know, and then once they find that something like make something out of it, work hard, mm -hmm. work hard in it, set goals, because you never know what, what will come from it. You know, if I had to just, you know, taking gymnastics as a hobby, or just, you know, not so serious, I wouldn't have had any of the experiences that I've had it, you know, you know, right. that I've competed for team Canada all around the world. You know, I've competed at, you know, Olympic test events and helped, uh, helped Canada uh, uh, in their, in their Olympic qualifying, um, you know, a uh, quest, you know, I've kept the world championships, Pan American games, uh, medalists, you know, like uh, world cups. Uh, I just m met so many people had so many amazing experiences that I wouldn't have had if I just had a, taken sport or or anything uh just sort of lightly you know but i worked hard at it um and i had goals and I, I i want you know everyone to kind of i encourage everyone to do that because the experiences you can have are just amazing you know incredible yeah. ones. I, I i couldn't agree more and and in, in growing up i i was always told that sport is a vehicle mm -hmm. and you should use it that way you know you shouldn't you know, a lot of times you can, you can, you can go out there and search and find a lot of stories that where people almost let the sport use them and they don't, you know, cause, cause at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to play a sport your entire life. There will come a day where you have to finish it. And that's where it's important to take the lessons and values learned. My, my grandfather always told me uh, when I was in high school, he said, remember these moments if you go to a tournament, you know, make sure you grab that pamphlet and, and if, you know, there's the mm -hmm. roster and like grab that, grab it because that's, like, this time is going to fly by and you're going to yeah. want to hold on to those memories. I, I, I think just listening to you and, and, and how you continue to use sport and get others involved in sport, it's, it's, it's just really nice to hear that. And uh, I, I just, you know, just talking to you in the short amount of time that we have, I can tell that you're genuinely passionate about that and getting others involved. So I can't, I can't wait to continue to follow you and see what you, what you, what you do, you know, hearing that you're writing a book, like I'm going to for sure keep my eye out for yeah. that. I would love to love, love to see that when it's finished. Yeah. Thank you, Tristan. I mean, I'm here in Nova Scotia for now. Um, like I said, I don't know what's happening, you know, with, with Cirque and stuff. Um, right. I'm here now. Um, so yeah. So any opportunity I can to, 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 you know, to, to get out there and help, help the youth and, and just, you know, share experiences. Right. I, I'll do that. So it, thank it, you very much important. for having me. Yeah. It's important. It, it I think it's important. Is, you know, so it yeah. You, thank you so much. We'll be in touch. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. I'll let you know when all this comes out. It should be probably two to three days. I'll chop it up and send you copies and let you know, you know, if you, uh, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. But uh, yeah, this was this was incredible. Thank you so much for, for coming yeah. on. Yeah, I will say one last thing, just on the dad note though. Please. Um, you know, out of anything that I've done so far, you know, in sport, in my life or whatever, you know, like any, anything, any events or whatever, you know, uh, all of that doesn't compare to being a dad, honestly, like being a dad is the best thing that I like that I've ever done. And it's like my greatest accomplishment, you know, it, you know, all, all sports and everything that was, that was amazing. But like this being a dad is honestly like the greatest accomplishment so far in my life, just personally. And it's just, um, now I want to take everything that I've learned, you know, from sport and everything and just pass that along to, to my kids and see what they can see what they can do, you know? Of course. And I think, you know, obviously just looking at your resume and what everything that you've accomplished, the fact that you say that, that, that speaks volume in, it, in and of itself. And uh, obviously I'm not there in that stage of my life yet, but I know that when, when that day comes, um, I'll definitely, definitely try to, to do the same. And then I'll, I'll, I'll one day hope, hope to experience that too. Yeah. That's right incredible. On. All right, yeah, dude. Thank, thank you, you so will. much. I'm, I'm glad, glad we got this done.
uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, Tristan, thanks. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye, buddy. My name is Hugh Smith. You were just watching Undress the Jersey.